I always wondered what NFT gaming would look like. And then, one day, I got in. Welcome to a new wave in gaming. One that's owned by the players. Welcome, everybody, to a bonus episode of the NFT Gaming Podcast. I am really excited about a Season 1 kind of wrap-up episode, Jason, uh, as we get to talk to some of our guests from Season 1, kind of reminisce on all of the exciting conversations that we've had. We've got some giveaways coming a little bit later, and this is a live bonus episode in a Twitter space, actually, which is super awesome. We've got StockTwits in here, obviously our partners on season one. A huge shout out to them for helping us present this podcast. And a lot of our guests, I already see them popping in from season one, uh, here to kind of share some updates and uh, talk a little bit more about NFT gaming. Yeah, man. I will say I kind of miss the podcast booth with the fancy mics. But this is a fun format, and I'm really excited to do this wrap-up, share some of the updates from the games that we featured in Season 1. I know it's something that we've talked a lot about uh, that we want to do more of, and we've had a lot of listeners request updates from games. So we're excited to share that, and man, what a great season. I, uh, I, I remember why we started this, but I never could have expected such a great first season. Yeah, and I want to just take a minute before we start inviting some people up to speak and talk a little bit more about NFT gaming in general. Um, I want to just make a mention of kind of why we started the NFT gaming podcast in the first place and some of the conversations that were uh, kind of centered around that idea, which a lot of people don't actually get to know because uh, we kind of do a lot of the talking on the podcast, but we're asking a lot of questions and then they hear from the audience and the guests that we have on the show and we don't get to talk about our vision, but the vision was really about supporting NFT gaming across lots of different blockchains. And we think that uh, utility in NFTs is obviously really important and utility uh, in gaming kind of just fits with with everything that we're building here uh, with the NFT movement. And so we just wanted to start a way for these founders to start telling their stories, talking about their games, why they're building on the blockchain. It doesn't really matter what blockchain or where or how. And we've got games ranging from uh, so still still getting off the ground, really, to games that are already well-established uh, with lots of players across the world. And it's really cool to see the different stories that kind of come to light as we host these interviews, the different uh, chains, the different uh, passions that these founders have. And as we met these people in, in networking and online and in different NFT circles, we just to say, hey, we've got to start this podcast to start getting these stories out there. And I think it's been really cool. Uh, I'd say successful season one, for sure. Well, I think one of the elements about everybody who has been on the show or even listens to the show is we all have our own story as gamers. And I, re- I remember back in the day, you know, gaming was a big part of my life. Uh, my mom was from Australia, and so we would go back and forth on a really long flight. And gaming to me as a kid was the Game Boy, right? And you had these physical things. You had to keep replacing batteries. Uh, you had to buy these brand new cartridges to stick in. And in some ways, we almost got ownership right with the sovereignty over those items 
But then as you think about how that developed, a lot of the digital IP got locked up and even some of the physical elements, like you couldn't just take a Game Boy cartridge and stick it in another platform either. So there was a lot of ways that these big companies started to build out games that would naturally block it. And it wasn't great for the gamer uh, to own their game or something that they put a lot of time into. And as we've you know, kind of surmised when we started this podcast, we thought that uh, Web3 Gaming was a great opportunity and a platform shift to realign people in owning their own games, to move away from the, the digital renting model of I'm, I'm kind of renting this IP, renting these characters from big studios that are just sucking up tons and tons of money to push out the next game to charge me more for into games that we actually own, communities that we're a part of, and don't just fragment after two or three or four years of a game cycle. And this is something that I got really excited about. And so when Jacob and I started talking about doing this podcast, it was, it was certainly a no-brainer. But man, I, I've been a little surprised, to be honest, uh, to hear some of the big studios and, and big veteran game developers. Oh, I think you might have rugged there. Sorry, I'm back. My uh, speakers were uh, going, or my Bluetooth headset was going to a different device. Um, but anyway, essentially say, hey, these big game developers, these big um, veteran leaders, leaders uh, in the industry, the gaming industry, they've actually decided to start realigning with this platform change because they realize uh, it's going to be what gamers actually demand in the future is ownership over their games, the time that they sink. And he's gone again. This is the unedited version of uh, the NFT Gaming Podcast. You don't have your producer <laughs> here. Yeah, I'm, I'm back now. I, I turned off the uh, Bluetooth. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's fascinating to me to see how great the, uh, the pickup has been from both indie developers as well as, you know, AAA titles and, and AAA uh, developers kind of seeking to change the way the whole gaming industry is done. Yeah, I think that we've seen a lot of those stories and uh, people from different backgrounds, right? People that have worked on AAA titles and worked in this space for a long time. Some people that have not, and and this is kind of their first round into uh, the NFT world. Maybe they started with NFTs or art, and it's cool to see kind of the overlaps and some of the differences and some of the similarities between these different founders from, from different games. Uh, I do want to make a mention really quick, another thank you to our presenting sponsor for season one, StockTwits, um, and they're here in the room. So uh, thanks so much. Make sure you go follow their accounts, both the NFTs account and the main account. And uh, Duo is actually going to uh, sponsor our first giveaway of the room. So we've got more to come, but I pinned a tweet at the top. If you reshare this space uh, out and you use the hashtag the NFT gaming podcast and tag at Duo NFT, you're entered to win a black card um, from the Duo pool of Genesis deck cards minting and closed for that in April. So uh, that's a card you cannot get anymore. So excited for that. Let's uh, go ahead and have some of our speakers just say, hey, I know I've seen a few of our games in here. Um, why don't we just go around the room for the speakers that are here and just introduce yourselves really quick to the audience. Uh, let them know who you are, what you're with, and, and uh, how you got involved in the NFT Gaming Podcast. I think we should start, Jacob, with uh, AdaQuest, uh, since they were our season one, uh, episode one's uh, um, 
game. Uh, so AdaQuest, if you want to, you know, just say, hey, go ahead and jump up. up. Yeah, we were the, the number one um, project to, to have uh, or being gladly invited by, by you. And uh, man, we were so excited. And since then, uh, a lot of things uh, happened. But I guess we will talk about this later, right? I mean, go ahead and give us a little bit of an update. I know you've got said you've got some exciting things. What's been going on since season one, episode one of the NFT Gaming Podcast? Where are you guys at? Yeah, okay, perfect. Great. So uh, since uh, that time, we launched our own uh, native token called Quest Token, uh, which people can earn if they stake uh, with our Quest pool, which will be used for... Uh, a lot of uh, cosmetics and metaverse uh, options uh, which will come in the future. Uh, currently, we are in a closed alpha uh, version for our mobile game. So it's a dual game. And uh, we are now uh, working hard to get uh, beside uh, the, the testers uh, that we have uh, chosen for for uh the closed alpha we are trying to get more and more people on board um so uh, in the next uh, few weeks so we hope that we can open the alpha to the public so finally then you can use or everyone can use the ada quest nfts to battle against each other we are planning tournaments and so on you know all the community stuff uh, community stuff is coming up and yes, and we already started to, to work on our um, dungeon crawler um, on the concept phase. Uh, that's what we are uh, currently uh, yeah, looking into and uh, talking already with the community and also looking for additional funding on Project Catalyst, of course. Um, yeah, our team... Uh, of course, growth uh, every month because we need additional people. And uh, we introduced the NFT items um, for, for uh, yeah, deep game mechanics. But in the end, as mentioned in the first um, version of your podcast, AdaQuest is still a free-to-play NFT project and because Jason mentioned all the power back to the gamers um, stuff. And that's what, what it's uh, all about. And the most important thing, you will be able to play Ada Quest without uh, spending any uh, Ada on it. You can try it absolutely free. And if you decide you like it and you like to support the team, then you can buy uh, a nice NFT and support us so uh that's still the th uh, same thing and that's what we like about your podcast very very much oh, that thank you, you. yeah 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 that that's that the reason why why we even you know uh decided to to uh to do this and as as we heard that you and and uh jason are um, uh, doing this uh that that was a no-brainer for us and uh, yeah keep this up all the other projects we listen already to are so also great great people behind this and uh, 
man, I'm I'm so looking forward to hopefully a second season, which will come up because uh, I think a lot of things. Uh, are going uh, on in the uh, NFT gaming space. And I don't want to talk too long and let all the other people talk. So, guys, we love you and we are cheering for you. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk uh, in the second season. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. And we have exciting news about the second season of the NFT gaming podcast, which we're going to announce a little bit later. So really excited for that. Uh, I'm sure you are equally as excited as I am, Jason, uh, to get ready and launched into season two of the NFT Gaming Podcast. Yeah, I always think it's a little bit interesting to have the insight after we've already recorded a few episodes on how that season's going to start off, and uh, it's it's going to be really fun. For sure, and I think that AdaQuest is actually going to do a giveaway for us a little bit later in the show, um, but I do want to move on to um, one of the other guests that's here and kind of next in the order of episode recording time. Uh, Alcamon is here representing the Algorand community. Thanks for joining us, and make sure if you haven't checked out these episodes, you can find them on all of the different podcasting platforms. Just search the NFT Gaming Podcast, or we just launched a brand new website yesterday, so the NFTGamingPodcast.com is updated with all the latest information and the latest episodes. Uh, Alcamon, take it away. Hey, excuse me. Hey, Cliff here. How's it going, Jacob? It's going really well. Thanks for joining us, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. So we've had a lot of stuff going on. I think when we recorded, I think that was even pre-beta. Um, we now have released a beta version and a second version of the beta. Um, we've added uh, lots of new Alchemon, um, and we have special um, attacks that are NFTs. So uh, players can now get Alchemon. They can now customize their team with uh, what we call Alkabilities. Um, and so, yeah, the game's chugging right along. Uh, we're planning to still add... Uh, a mobile version and uh, PVP soon before the year is up, which is very exciting. Um, we're almost at, we've almost done a million algo in sales. We're over 900,000 and uh, we're definitely the most transacted uh, NFT gaming project on Algorand. So yeah, things are going really great. And so we definitely want to do a giveaway. Everyone here can, you know, that does retweets uh, can definitely get a free, Alchemon and yeah, things are rolling along. Also on the Algorand sphere, we have a lot more games coming up, which is very exciting. I know uh, one or two of them is going to be in season two with you guys, so which is very exciting. Yeah, and definitely uh, share that tweet. You can pin it to the space uh, for people to retweet and win some Alchemon. Really, really grateful for you guys for donating that to help us promote the space and get the word out about NFT gaming and why it's so important. And I have to tell this story because it's one of my favorite stories uh, from season one of the podcast. So Alchemon was really early and uh, we were really lucky to get to practice on some of our early episodes. Uh, we were not as good at podcasting as I like to think that we are now. And uh, we opened up the show for Alchemon's episode and Jason says, um, he says, how's the weather where you are? And Cliff says, well, it's snowing right now. 
And after, and I just remember rolling my eyes. That didn't because, age well. <laughs> because that episode wasn't releasing until May, even though we were recording it in like February or March. And I was like, yes, in May, everyone's going to think it's snowing. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember as I was asking that, I was like, what an idiot. What, what are you saying, man? I, I thought you guys did really great. I love the, I really love the conversational uh, aspect that the podcast is, as opposed to an interview. I think it just keeps things really natural and rolling. So I think you guys really do a killer job. Um, and uh, big shout out to Stock Twits as well, and Revealer for you know all you guys doing what you're doing to do this. This is really in the future of what you know Web three is going to be of being cross chain. You know, getting rid of the crypto tribalism and all things like that you know and as much as more chains grow and grow things are just going to start getting more connected together and you guys are definitely on the forefront of that which is really awesome you know i i think that's a really interesting note uh certainly something that we see all over crypto twitter i'm, I'm sure all of us see this in our feeds which is this this religious like tribalism over the chain that we have maybe the most invested in or we started on or we just saw the biggest gains out of but uh i i, I do find that you know if you if you think back through games you know my friends were either like playstation fanboys or xbox fanboys or nintendo right you had this good competition between some of the different platforms but ultimately you could still Start to play games uh, with your friends kind of across all different um, consoles, uh, whether that's, oh, I'll just go play over at my buddy's house and, and use his console with the extra controller. And we're starting to see a lot of these games uh, introduce new ways to incorporate brand new players into an ecosystem. They get to learn about, you know, a, a Solana game or they get to learn about an Alcamon uh, Algorand game, or they get to jump into Cardano and discover what's happening there, or any of the other blockchains that are coming up. And I think that that's really cool to see how we can have this nice competitive um, foundation, but also at the same time start to become much more blockchain agnostic with the games. And I think what we're going to see in Web3, very similar to the 721 standard that Ethereum had for NFTs, uh, is is this open standard start to permeate across different blockchains to where assets really do start to be uh, fully liquid, right? And they start to bridge across to other chains or they start to integrate with other um, platforms uh, using some of the core game mechanics and, and gameplay that may have started on a completely different chain. So I know that's something that we ended up talking about a little bit, Cliff, and in our episode is, is just this cross-chain idea and I'm excited to meet all the the builders who are who are thinking along those lines as well. Yeah, it's totally. I mean, as a CEO of a you know Web three gaming company, it's definitely like you know, it's always on the horizon that you know we're not just going to be stuck to our own blockchain and we're not going to grow past that. You know, so like while there's, it's obviously takes a ton of work and development resources, but it's like you know, it's not, it's never too far off in the in the future of when you're like, great, we need to grow more. Let's Let's see what other chains we can get on, you know? For sure. And I think your story is really, really cool. I know um, all of the the path that you guys had to take was not always easy, but, um, man, the persistence and the just tenacity that your team has showed, super awesome. Uh, 
loved loved hearing it. Alcamon's actually going to pin a tweet. Thank you, Cliff, uh, at the top. You guys to reshare and make sure you reshare out this space with the tag, tagging Alcamon, and you can get entered to win some free Alcamon. Um, and in in next in order, I guess I should say, uh, I definitely want to invite Josh from Cornucopias up, our episode five, season one guest, to tell us a little bit about what Cornucopias has been up to since their episode of the NFT Gaming Podcast. Welcome to the show, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. Also, my uh, co-CEO Rob is here uh, listening as well. I don't know if he respect, uh, requested to speak, but thanks for having us up here. Um, Cornucopius, we've been incredibly busy positioning our project to go to scale in a variety of ways. We recently executed on, uh, I believe, one of the biggest NFT sales in, in the Cardano blockchain uh, which was our land sale, and we executed that and completely sold out over a period of four days. It was uh, proving that our tech and our UI experience was very powerful and, and really solid, and so we're really happy with that success. But that being said, um, there was so much to do, and we are uh, we, we grew really quickly this year. So we are getting organized and, and getting processes and systems in place, and so we've got agile for our game dev and our mobile dev we're also recently testing our our mobile game so that is in testing uh with the og group uh of our uh discord and testing is going really really well so far people are loving we're making a lot of improvements uh there's a lot of fun stuff happening within our our project but yeah we're just kind of boots to the ground really trying to uh, grow out our lands. We're, we're preparing for a custom dome sale here coming up pretty soon. And uh, I believe you asked for a background. Our our overall project is we're building out a metaverse-based game uh, where you can own your own characters, you can own your own NFTs, you, you can travel the world, travel different lands. Uh, you can be an entrepreneur and own a custom land and a custom dome and different things. You could play mini games within our theme zones. That's the overall gist of our project uh but a lot of stuff going on so i don't want to take too much time i know there's a lot of other speakers hopefully that answered your question well well yeah thank you josh and i see rob's up here as a speaker as well it's not too often you find a, a pair that are willing to take on a brand new platform shift in gaming and do it all in unreal engine 5 so uh you guys signed yourself up for quite the workload. Rob, is there anything you'd like to share from your end? Hello there. Um, yeah, how are you all doing? Doing Good well. Man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's quite the challenge. You know, we're building a new game on, on Unreal Engine 5, which is, which is also relatively new on top of Cardano, which is relatively new, or on top of, you know, play-to-earn gaming, which is absolutely a brand new. Um, but, I mean, you know, somebody, somebody has to do it. So, you know, well, why not us? Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have been making a lot of strides uh, ever since the episode, and uh, it's exciting to hear the update. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, 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 no worries. Yeah, having Cornucopias on was really exciting. Um, 
I'd been wanting to get connected with their team over there. And I remember uh, when Josh emailed back and was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get on the show. And I think it was even maybe before we even had an episode out. And I was, uh, that was really cool just to see projects starting to rally around the podcast uh, in season one when there really wasn't a lister base. And obviously now uh, kind of being in the top 3% of podcasts globally and uh, getting to see that grit, that growth and just the community rally behind the NFT gaming podcast. Um, huge shout out again to StockTwits for presenting uh, the NFT gaming podcast, helping, helping us put that on in season one. And um, obviously, uh, the rest of our Revelar team for letting Jacob or myself and, and Jason uh, actually record all these episodes and take some time to, to tell these stories. Um, I want to bring up the BR1 team. Uh, they were on the show episode six of, se- of season one and uh, just have them tell a little bit about what they're up to and uh, where they've gone since the show. Appreciate you having us, Jacob. Were we the season finale? You were not the season finale. Uh, actually, Splinterlands was the season finale. I see them here. Oh, uh, what a we'll banger. have to get them up here, here in a little bit. Well, nonetheless, I appreciate you you hosting this debrief. Um, for those of you that are unaware, my name is Evan Ryer, and I'm one of the co-founders behind BR1 Infinite, which is the world's first risk-based shooter where you pay to spawn and for every player you eliminate, you're in the greater of 10% of all the wealth that's on them or their spawn fee. And when you die, you keep 85% of your earnings all paid and I you're think ba- you're rugged out You're back there. now. Fantastic. Well, since our show, we successfully completed a $3 million raise. We are really excited to bring in the likes of Crafting, the owners of PUBG, Solana, Six Man Ventures, Big Brain Ventures, um, Sino Global Capital and, a ha- and Chima and a handful of others into our round. And we just released our new website, which is incredibly aesthetic and the newest download of our game. Yeah, I will say uh, that was one of my favorite episodes, just diving into the way that you guys were looking at kind of this first person shooter genre and kind of the arena and really bringing back the feeling of that that I never thought I got, but I always, you know, thought I was getting close to it, which was this feeling of like really living in the Hunger Games, right? Really having something at stake while you're playing uh, one of these games like uh, PUBG or Warzone or Fortnite. But BR1, man, I'll tell you what, when you're thinking about... racking up the hills and and all of a sudden you're uh, in the middle of the map and you've got the gear but you're you're the biggest target ah uh, that's a that's a feeling that's for sure it it definitely is something else we've tied players to heart rate monitors and our game actually triggers your automatic nervous system into a fight or flight response the second you spawn into this game you have your heart beating on the outside of your chest true what is your next your next move are you going to run for your life, defend yourself from that next player, maximize your ROI? Or are you going to get in there into the thick of it and try and go for glory? Yeah, it's absolutely thrilling. And it's been awesome to connect with your team. Your website is actually really, really stunning. So everyone needs to go check that out. Uh, BR1game.com. I actually sent them a message yesterday when they launched it. And I was like, guys, this website, so cool. Uh, good, good update there. 
and make sure you retweet out the space. There's the Alcamon tag uh, pinned at the top of the space as well for you guys to share out and win some Alcamon. Uh, what has it been like working with and onboarding uh, the PUBG crew and also um, about the mint, the droid mint that you guys just had not that long ago? Well, I guess I'll work backwards. When it comes to our mint, we had two so far. Our first one was in February, and we sold out over 10 days working one by one through the, the sales process. In April, we did our second mint of our droid operative collection, and it's for about a million bucks in revenue, which was an incredible experience. You know, it, we felt the mint page was broken. We worked with Fractal in the launch of our, our second collection. Fractal is the uh, is the, the leading Solana gaming NFT platform owned by, by Justin Kahn, co-founder of Twitch, and, and led by David Wirtz, our CEO there. It was an incredible experience working with these guys. And through these relationships, we were able to connect with some of the, uh, the leading executives, C-levels at Crafton, which is the company in South Korea behind and while counterparts and it was very fun you know working through the due diligence process and acquiring such a high caliber investor you know it is a it is a huge motivation being i am 28 years old guys so i i really grew up in the thick of the release of PUBG, and this is a game that i thought about every single day and to bring in the game you played most as an investor in a game that you made yourself well let me tell you that's the feeling of making it That's one of our stories and journeys that we love to hear. I uh, appreciate you guys so much and the time that you spent on the pod. And, and we're really excited to see how uh, BR1 continues to change this gaming landscape. So thank you very much, guys, for being on the show and, and giving an update. Let us know how we can stay involved uh, with the game uh, as you continue to uh, develop it. Will do. Thanks so much, guys. Now, I did see that Photo Finish, which was our very second episode uh, on the podcast, just joined the room. I'll circle back to them in just a second. Uh, I do want to continue to kind of go in order of episodes. And uh, Splinterlands is in here, our season finale, most recent episode of the NFT Gaming Podcast. So probably not a whole lot of updates on what you guys have been doing, but uh, talk to us a little bit about the experience of being on the show, what you guys are building, and if there is any new developments since being on the pod uh, a few weeks ago. Well, he's bringing them in. I, uh, I did notice one of the listeners here in the room, and maybe this is a little bit of alpha for season two, but when we did season one, we actually found a, a, a crew to to build kind of a cool intro music track for us. And, you know, you just go online and you find, uh, you know, some audio specialist who, who can pull together a track. And, and, and that does okay for, for season one. We really enjoyed it. But uh, <clears throat> I was scrolling through Twitter one day, and uh, one of the guys I follow had mentioned some killer kind of electronic, cyberpunk, really, like, cool music um that uh, that he had heard in the Cardano community. And I knew, you know, that aligned with a lot of where we're building and uh, what we're doing with our game duo. And I want to give a shout out 
Tanito. He's he's here in the listener. Uh, we actually had him do the intro for uh, season two. So when you listen to that first episode of season two and all the subsequent ones, uh, just know that he was the artist behind that. He did an incredible job, and we were blown away when we first heard that. Uh, he really crushed it. And you'll have to look for some of the amazing quotes from our season one guests that made it into that intro. I'm sorry we couldn't get everybody in there, but we had some really good one-liners that we thought would uh, be a great episode. Well, I'm still working on getting uh, Splinterlands in on uh, the speaker stage. But while we're doing that, uh, Photo Finish, let's circle back and hear a little bit of an update uh, from you guys on what's going on since you've been on the podcast all those months ago. Hey, uh, can you hear me okay? Or on? Yeah, you're yeah. good. Okay, great. Um, yeah, thanks for having us on. Good to check in. So since we've been on the podcast, geez, a million things have happened, but we launched our beta. The beta is live at beta.photofinish.live. And uh, we've had, you know, all of our loyal, amazing horse owners uh, playing the game uh, religiously since we since we opened it up in uh, early June. So we're now about two months in. The game that we, uh, the beta that we have is basically allowing everyone to race their horses um, every day. They can breed their horses. They can sell trade their horses um, but there's no real money so it's all kind of a funny money monopoly money setup and it's just been great uh, obviously the um, people are wanting the real thing <laughs> after the first week everyone's just like when, when can we play this for real so maybe we uh, went a little bit too long we polished up a, a beta a little too much but uh, it's great it's been super super fun working with the community on the on the game in the discord every day and um and so, yeah, now we're kind of moving towards our beta two, which is going to start allowing some real money uh, integration, allowing people to start actually playing against each other for some uh, real stakes. And we plan to launch that in the coming months. So, yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Now, I've got to ask, because you've done horse racing for a long, long time. And anyone who's who's heard your episode will, will kind of have heard the history behind getting connected to horse racing and, and your guys' story there. When are you going to do dog racing? <laughs> uh, never, probably. <laughs> um, That's know, probably wise. <laughs> I, I know people do like it and everything. It's just, you know, it's like, for example, here in Florida, they made it illegal, and it's just got too much of a down thing. But I, I, I still think people would play it. It'd be a, there's a decent audience there, but, yeah, someone else can do it. Um, we'll probably leave that one alone. Well, maybe, maybe you need to just go to the extreme and do like buffalo or kangaroo or, or something that uh, we just haven't seen before. We've had offers to uh, use our engine for camel racing, um, but we didn't take them up on that. So, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows where we'll go next? But horses, uh, there's still a lot to do. So there's a lot to build. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was so great to think back on your guys' episode and see how starting off by building a horse racing game and then also stumbling into the the incredible value that was the suite and this new concept of how to integrate games uh, in kind of this digital space where you can actually go and hang out with friends or, or other people online in kind of a digital area 
that maybe isn't quite metaverse, but but certainly one step in that direction, and uh, and still see whatever action is going on the other side of that uh, that kind of room. Do, do you want to share any updates, or is there anything new on the suites and and how that's played into? Uh, yeah, sorry, I got I got rug there. I got a call, and uh, so I missed a little bit. But yeah, I uh, I can talk about the suites. Uh, obviously, we've been kind of heads down working on making that into a little more of a fully f- fleshed out product. Uh, so there hasn't been as many updates. Um, we did share, you know, the vision for what we thought that product could be, which is an ultimate hangout for all sports fans, where they can, you know, hang out in a metaverse, watch real sports as well as play sports games and gamble against each other. And so we've got a lot going on that product. And, you know, most specifically, we've been working on a avatar mint that, uh, you know, we, we, we announced um, in, in the roadmap. And we've been working pretty hard on that recently and, and hoping to announce and show more of that soon. But uh, that product, the, the early alpha on that is basically what we believe will be the first and only interoperable avatar across all sports and uh, these these characters are of higher fidelity than anyone can imagine, uh, better looking, uh, cooler than anything that's been done before in full 3D. Uh, so that's basically the next milestone within that project, along with you know sort of the, the continued development of the suites themselves. So so yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. How it relates to photo finish, you know, it's still sort of that uh, link that we're building between the two, so that people can wager on uh, photo finish live in their suites and they can watch the races together in the suites. So it's a kind of just a cool place to hang out and watch virtual horse races. Um, there's been quite a bit of work on that, on that end from the legal side, you know, and, and we've talked about that a lot, just, uh, you know, a key part of our company is, is trying to do things above board in the right way. And so uh, we're not trying to just, you know, slip decentralized DAO based gambling into things and just hope that uh, we are really doing it uh, above board. So um, so it takes a little bit longer. But uh, anyway, yeah, it, great progress on both of those um, fronts for sure. That's so great to hear. Um, just with everything that you guys are building, kind of doing two things at once. I know that that gets pretty crazy uh, as we kind of have the similar situation going on with, with Revelar and then Duo. Um, the NFT card game on Cardano. And I know, Jason, uh, we should give an update about that. But I did get Liam in here as a speaker um, on, on mobile. <laughs> it can't be on desktop, we found out. And uh, so I do want to bring him up real quick to give us an update on the season finale episode, Splinterlands, and what they've been up to. Liam, welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Loud yep. and clear. Awesome. Yeah, sorry about that. Some technical difficulties on my part, uh, really to Twitter space new. But yeah, uh, things have been checking along awesomely. Uh, for those who don't know, Splinterlands is a digital trading card game, kind of like the uh, love child between what is like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon card style game and, and Hearthstone, where everything is really brought onto an online digital asset play where each card is a, an NFT itself. But uh, since the, the last time we talked, yeah, some uh, some big updates actually in the works. So today was our, our last day of our SPS airdrop, which was a, a year-long initiative, really just airdropping uh, SPS, or our governance token, to people who are staking uh, the token with our, our game itself. Um, but with the end of the airdrop, we're going to create a whole bunch of liquidity pools as well, uh, branching off that. And then we've also announced that we are going to be making a couple more games. 
So Splinterlands is really our flagship game. Um, we are in the works of looking at what could be a sister game for it, more towards like a tower defense kind of thing with interoperability of NFTs between the two games. Uh, Water Music Group, we announced a while ago, that game is, is all in progress. And then there's a, a few more yet to be announced, which is going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So early August, keep your ears out. There's going to be some big announcements coming through. Man, and this highlights something that I think we touched base on uh, a little bit in the episode, which is, you know, being able to build uh, your characters, uh, your community in a game like Splinterlands and then take it over to other gameplay styles, right? So you actually get to value add into the next game uh, that you want to play. Or if you're just in a mood for kind of a different pace of something, you can actually, you know, take take earnings or take value from from one game into another and i think this is really cool not only in the sense of you know a specific studio building that out and and doing it across our games but hopefully as we continue to go deeper and deeper into web3 uh bringing value from multiple games uh into uh into other ones and i think this is where we're starting to see a lot of alignment from developers and studios and how they want to focus on great gameplay first and then build in value for their community to bridge into their gameplay or to start brand new with very, very low friction uh, to get started. And uh, yeah, that's just incredible. So I will say I'm pretty excited for that tower defense game that you guys uh, spin out. Awesome. Love to hear it. (laughs) I was just going to say, I think that this is, uh, one of the things that gamers are super excited about is starting to see some of the interoperable NFTs within different games. And uh, it's really cool to hear you guys kind of planning out a sister game or another game where players can get more added utility that just continues to add the value to the NFTs that you're incorporating in your games. So uh, really cool. Now, I do want to remind everybody that um, they can win some NFTs in this space. So we've got uh, Duo giving away a black card. That tweet is pinned. Uh, Alchemon also giving away some free Alchemon uh, to people that share out the space. And AdaQuest is also going to be giving out some NFTs um, to folks that comment on their pinned tweet on their profile. Um, So go to their profile and you can find the pin tweet at the top and comment there. Uh, I'll pin instructions here at the top of the space in just a second. Uh, I do want to get to a a point where we can just kind of have some open dialogue and folks can raise their hand and come up on stage. Uh, But before we do that, I know that there's uh, been some questions around Duo, which in season one, so the the funny thing was uh, we really didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And we just kind of like, yeah, Duo is going to host this, uh, this podcast, but we never really talked about Duo, the NFT card game on Cardano that uh, Jason and myself have been building and working on uh, in collaboration with Revelar, who's hosting this space. And then uh, also a huge shout out to StockTwits for presenting the podcast. Jason, do you want to talk a little bit about Duo and what's going on there and maybe a little bit about how that fit into the NFT gaming space in, uh, or the NFT gaming podcast in general and this space. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. Well, I'll try and keep this to not a full episode's duration, um, but the condensed vision behind Duo is 
cohort, uh, gamers who fall into maybe more the casual game category. So, you know, I'm thinking, how do I play a game with my wife and, and all of our friends? How do I play a game with someone like my mom, who, you know, is not really a hardcore gamer, believe it or not. Um, and, and how do we onboard them into this new world of decentralization, decentralized assets, and ultimately get them into the crypto ecosystem, uh, start educating them through something that is very easy, low friction and fun. And uh, as I was kind of thinking through this and um, meeting Jacob and Benjamin, um, we, we, we found that there was this great model uh, of kind of ad-libbing or prompts and punchlines. So games like uh, Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity, where you can build a community-based game where there's a lot of option for creativity. And I think as you look at global scale of NFT-based games, one of the things we identified uh, pretty early was we need, to, we need to build a game that's not only fun and repeatable in, in kind of a window of time it really engages your core group of friends around you so how do you play something that just isn't the hardcore moba players <clears throat> excuse me or how do you how do you play a game uh with somebody who just isn't a isn't a gamer in general maybe they don't have a a, a pc that can play games or whatnot and and so as we got to this idea about uh, so fun card games that we play and, you know, what if we could bring that into a digital space and, and we could play this all around jokes and language and, and different types of humor that we all enjoy and then people can kind of gravitate to what that looks like. So if you haven't played Duo, we, we'd love to invite you into our community. Uh, obviously, you can uh, check out our, our Twitter profile and uh, that will get you the Discord links and, and everything that you need to get started. But we've been playing games for over 250 days uh, now. I think it's actually a little bit longer than that. Uh, and we've been playing them through Discord. So it's a game that can quickly plug and play into any community Discord. Um, and you can use your assets to, to play this kind of prompt and, and punchline type game where, you know, whoever holds the black card in our case, which is the prompt, um, you know, it kind of sets up the joke, right? What, what's the joke going to be? What's the opportunity going to be? And then there's always kind of this fill in the blank in that prompt. And then people come with their own punchlines. And that could be an actual NFT card with a minted punchline. Uh, or it could be a write-in response, right? This is kind of the free-to-play model where people can just contribute their own ideas. And we've got a lot of really cool uh, updates coming uh, here in a few weeks uh, around our, our app uh, where you can uh, go on and actually play that game in a web application, both on desktop and mobile. Uh, that's going to be kind of the launch of our, uh, our alpha version uh, coming out of pre-alpha here. Uh, and then also, you know, what does it look like to craft NFTs? Uh, so what does player-generated content or user-generated content look like in this world of Web3? We've got a lot of ideas around that, and we're really excited to uh, launch and talk about what we've learned in that process so far. Yeah, I think it gave us a lot of good insight, too, into just asking good questions for the podcast. And um, I know some of the topics that we talked about got into ownership and crafting and uh, what that looks like in terms of Web3 users and um, how this can really change gaming fundamentally as we know it. Uh, so really excited to continue on that journey in Season 2. Well, and I, I think you 
you kind of touched on something that I'm really passionate about when it comes to ownership. I mean, the language that we use and the people that we're around every day, like that is, that is so core to who we are as people. And I think that as you look at games, oftentimes that, uh, that may be the only way that you connect with people across the world, uh, maybe friends who you grew up with and have moved on. Uh, if you're a little bit older in life and you've got kids, uh, you know, certainly who, who are the old gaming buddies that you, you still get with and play online instead of lugging your PCs to a LAN party uh, and hanging out that way. But I think this idea of community has been very important to us. And, and we try and keep uh, as much open source mindset as we can, because I think the the purest form for, for gamers is to, to truly own the assets, but own the opportunity to adjust gameplay that fits, right? So if we don't build the gameplay that our players actually want or demanding, they could go and build it themselves. They could leverage the assets that they already own um, to go and experience gameplay in a new and different way. And an analogy that we found worked really well for this is, imagine if we built Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and it's this fun side-scroller, but eh, it's not really your game. Uh, but somebody comes out with Mario Party with all the mini games that fits way more uh, of an audience profile than maybe one single gameplay type would be. Um, but in this case, your assets are actually the characters that you get to play. So there's a lot of opportunity. We're excited to see what uh, crafting looks like in terms of its its own little its own little. Mini- yeah, I think that the different avenues that kind of open up are really exciting um and i'm really excited to see kind of duo take its own progression and i feel like even being a host for this show and talking to some of these games i've learned so much uh and there's been times where we kind of get off of a call and jason and i will look at each other like oh that's there's some really good stuff there uh fundamentally that we should think about incorporating in the way that we run duo or the way that we run gameplay uh, which has been, I think, 258 days to be exact uh, of continuous gameplay in Discord. So uh, excited about the coming web app for Duo and what that's going to bring and uh, excited to continue to learn and develop as we start Season 2 of the NFT Gaming Podcast. Jason, do you want to uh, an- uh, wrap up anything about Duo and announce Season 2 of the podcast? You know, I am coughing up a storm, so I'm going to let you take that glory, man. <laughs> okay uh well hopefully you get to feeling a little bit better good thing uh we don't have to record today for podcast episodes but uh yeah season two of the nft gaming podcast is coming i know a lot of people have been asking and there's been um some some really passionate fans that are you know pushing the when button when 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 season two season two is going to actually release next week and the exciting announcement is is that we're going to go instead of bi-weekly in season two. I see a few season two guests here in the space. Um, if you guys want to raise your hands, you're welcome to come up on stage and uh, talk a little bit about your project and what's going to uh, what's gonna happen in season two of the podcast. But season two launches next Tuesday and will be every Tuesday in the morning. So on your drive to work, make sure you tune in. And uh, we... I mentioned earlier that we just launched a brand new website going into season two, which we're really, really excited about some uh, new features there. And uh, so definitely go check that out at the NFT gaming podcast.com.
gmail.com um, and share the episodes when they're so that you really, really like. We appreciate the support and the help as we try to grow this NFT gaming movement and explore different stories and kind of talk about these different games. So tweet it out and tag us and um, make sure that you tell your friends to check out the podcast and check it out on YouTube. There's a video podcast on YouTube and on Spotify now. Um, so lots of lots of really cool developments going into season two. We're gonna launch. Uh, I guess I can give you a sneak preview um, with an episode with uh, Illuvium, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. But you should check out the episode because uh, it's a lot of fun. And that's gonna be our season premiere of season two next Tuesday. Uh, Jason, anything you want to add on that? Man, that was a great episode to start off with uh, for season two. So I hope everybody can give it a listen. And uh, if, if you're enjoying it, again, I think we didn't do as great a job of this on season one. But uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, help uh, help your other friends who may be new to Web3 or maybe don't have a strong opinion on NFT gaming. Uh, well, maybe they have a strong opinion, but it's not a positive one. I, I think there's this stigma to help bridge uh, gamers over into um, the, the Web3 gaming space. And so we're really focused on telling founder stories and not trying to hype up uh, too much of what's going on, but also give credit where credit is due and, and focus on games that have some fun and unique gameplay. Uh, so please uh, give it a listen, uh, subscribe if you enjoy it. Uh, even if you don't, uh, just subscribe anyway. And uh, uh, share it with your friends. I encourage them to do the same because that's how we uh, continue to bring more people into this space, which is is certainly a, a rising tide that raises all ships. For sure. I think that was kind of our motto from the get-go, going cross-chain and not being uh, blockchain specific and not being game spe- type specific uh, kind of having a lot of different variety was hey you know the better we can do in supporting each other and the better we can uh, promote ourselves and give platforms to other game developers and other games and other chains we can start to kind of cross-pollinate audiences in a lot of ways uh, it's similar to this Twitter space where you know you probably came in because you've heard of one of the games and uh, then you get to exposed to a lot of other games that are doing cool things and I think that's one of the really really exciting things about the NFT gaming podcast and uh, just what this space can kind of become when we all work together now, are you ready to be put on the spot? Because I do want to uh, open the floor up and let some people come up. So uh, if anyone would like to speak or ask questions or ask anything of any of the games that we've had on the show, um, we would love to hear from you and hear your feedback. So you can go ahead and just request to speak or raise your hand, um, and I will try to get you up on the stage. While you're doing that, Make sure you reshare the space out. We've got some different giveaways uh, pinned at the top, so make sure you do that. And those will be announced after the the space wraps up. Uh, And just please remember that this space is recorded and uh, will be going on the gaming podcast. So be respectful. Don't show projects. uh, And... I don't want to have to kick anybody out of being a speaker. So uh, I think we've got one one person requesting here so i'll uh bring them up real fast hello yeah i can hear you well awesome what's uh what's what's your question today yeah hey, uh, sorry i'm having a question i'm from um, cross mix charms i'm representing the um the ceo here 
actually I'm supposed to be part of the speaker today. <laughs> and are you guys uh, coming on in season two here? Um, no, not so sure. Actually, an invitation was sent to the CEO, that's Matt, and then um, I have to come and represent Matt here. We, we got your mail, and then um, I think we replied that uh, Matt will not be available today, that myself or Pa, who is the community lead, will be available to speak today. Oh, that's right. I do remember seeing that email uh, coming through. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so you guys are one of our season two guests. This is an Algorand project. Um, Opa, thanks for for jumping on um, and letting us letting us know that you guys are here and supporting. Um, Cosmic Champs is uh, actually a recommendation from Alcamon from the Algorand side of things to try to help us continue to build cross-chain uh, you know, ecosystems and especially around the NFT gaming space. So if you have suggestions of games that you love that are on different chains, you know, we don't always know all the best games that are building. So we always appreciate uh, folks letting us know what games they want to see on the show. Jason, uh, in terms of looking ahead to season two and some of the guests that we've got on the show and some of the changes that we're making, what are some of the things that you're really, really excited about in seeing this space grow and uh, ultimately seeing the NFT gaming podcast grow? You know, I think one of the elements I'm excited to see as we go into season two is definitely what is the bear market that we're all living and building in due to the Listener base, uh, I, I think it's actually going to see an increase. I think people are going to um, be a little bit more invested into the games that they do want to see um, come to life uh, in the communities that they're already involved with. But I also think that there's a, a great opportunity to cut through the noise. And I know, you know, we've probably all heard that uh, a ton, but uh, building uh, in this bear market, uh, I think for me, having having seen um, seen kind of market ups and downs in the crypto space over the last uh, several years um, is is a real opportunity that I think we'll all look back and be very thankful that we were engaged in this space at that time. So uh, I'm excited to see what that brings. I, I know there's some big unknowns for sure, um, but uh, I, I think that's going to make the quality of content um, and also just what is being built uh, be really innovative uh, in, in solving some of the onboarding problems or opportunities uh, to bring the next billion people into crypto. Yeah, I think that that's kind of all of our missions and NFT gaming is just a great, great first use case to help people, you know, be familiar with cryptocurrency. Um, Peter, I see that uh, uh, you had a question Yeah. and welcome to the show. Thank you. Good day. Um, I wanted to ask about the Cardano because uh, it's my first time of, I think, I don't know if this is your first project on NFT and games. So uh, I don't know what platform or will I say what is the uh, um, secondary market to get the NFT and how do we integrate into the game for the Cardano? Because I'm more used to Agoran. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to kind of take that. Um, so just so I understand the question, it's how to get your game into kind of the Cardano NFT ecosystem yeah. and how to bring these assets over. Is that right? Yes. 
Yeah, so one of the reasons um, that I chose Cardano from an engineering perspective uh, is the uh, UTXO or E-UTXO model that they use, which think of it as like an improvement on Bitcoin's core blockchain technology versus uh, probably what's most popular, uh, the accounting model. Uh, So think of Ethereum and how it handles transactions. And from from a real simplistic point of view, if you are a developer bringing assets over from a game, uh, instead of thinking about like, where is this NFT in a smart contract? Is it locked up? Can I can I actually exchange something? Uh, what what tokens are available to, to purchase? You, you'd have to consider a global state of things uh, in an account model, and in a UTXO model. Uh, it's a little bit more like spending a $20 bill at a coffee shop, right? You go buy your $5 coffee and you're handing over a $20 bill. Well, they've got to give you change for it. But the only thing that needs to happen is they just have to check if that $20 bill is real. And if it is, they'll take the $20 bill and they'll give you a 10 and a five back, right? They'll give you your change back. That's the UTXO model. You don't have to consider if, my mortgage is going to clear my bank account uh, next week, or if uh, at the same time my credit card payments are being processed in the background. Uh, you don't have to check on like a on a digital ledger necessarily. You can actually just look at the assets that is being exchanged at that point in time. So that was really favorable uh, for the way that we were approaching uh, gaming and NFT games. Uh, so we could we could consider only at the point of transaction in a local state, uh, what, what, is, what is the value that's being exchanged and can it happen? So it's a lot simpler in that respect. And uh, in terms of bringing assets from a game into Cardano, Cardano's NFTs uh, don't actually need smart contracts uh, to, to wrap them, so to say. Uh, so in Cardano, uh, every uh, native token uh, is treated like the underlying asset ADA, ADA, um, and so what you can do is you can create a, a new native token or a new, it would be a fungible token, but you're just creating a one of one. Uh, so creating a fungible token, creating an NFT are very similar in Cardano. So it makes bridging uh, games out of a game engine or out of a library of assets that you have actually far easier, in my opinion, because you don't have to work so much on the smart contract side. Yeah. And if you're looking to get involved in, Cardano just as an ecosystem in general. I mean, we recommend checking out our friends over at jpeg.store. They've got the marketplace, uh, the largest marketplace on Cardano for NFTs. You can find a lot of stuff there. And if you're a game dev and you're looking at maybe bringing your game over to Cardano or you need some tooling, um, definitely check out Revelar, uh, the NFT game engine on Cardano. The, The account is Pinned here at the top is one of the hosts. Um, we've done some work with uh, a couple of the games in the in the space here, and it's been really exciting to see that um, start to kind of build a better, more robust NFT gaming ecosystem. Uh, you're definitely going to want to follow StockTwits NFTs and Revelar Engine uh, to get updates about Season 2 of the NFT Gaming Podcast, which, like I mentioned earlier in the space, starts next week. Um, so in 
kind of the spirit of season two. I see we've got another season two guest. Uh, Blockstars has joined the room. Blockstars, I want to invite you up to just tell everybody uh, kind of what your project is. And obviously, we have not released the episode yet for the NFT Gaming Podcast, but we're really excited to do so with you guys. Hey, thank you so much. Um, I will I, I will give you a quick summary, but I do want to preempt this by saying that I will not be the person that you will be <laughs> interviewing. You're going to be interviewing our our founder, um, our CEO, Nico of Wari, and I am Ana Maria, the Twitter host, but I'm super excited to be here, and I love facilitating these conversations because I think um, that they're uh, the most important part of what, you know, this space is all about, you know, community um, and sharing, and that's why I love Stockwitz and Stockwitz NFT because that's exactly what they do. And I love um, all blockchains. Um, so super happy to be here. Blockstars is um, a music management simulation game on the Solana blockchain. And what does that mean? Um, it means that as a holder of a Blockstar, you manage that Blockstar. That Blockstar has a unique personality and a unique set of skills and attributes. Some of those are visible and some of those are hidden and you only get to find out about them through gameplay. Um, our, the personalities of our block stars are based on the Myers-Briggs. Uh, so if you guys know, that's uh, pretty fun. You can take a test and figure out what type of personalities you are. Well, our block stars are the same way. So you can have a solo artist, and that's great. Um, and you can uh, then, you know, go practice and, you know, spend some in-game currency, which is roll. Or you can go busk, which means you can make some in-game currency, which is also roll. So you can have that game loop, which we already have right now. And in the future, if you make it big, you can have a record label, you can have a platinum album, you have leaderboards. All those things are slowly in the making with our iterative process. And one of the things we find really important is um, our community. So we listen to them. And during this bear market, we uh, we decided, actually the last bear market, we decided to add to our roadmap. So now we're about to release in weeks and not months the NGMI feature, which is not going to make it, which is kind of unique. Because uh, you can not only um, burn a block star, but then the XP or part of the XP of that block star gets given to the next block star, and you um, end up getting a chest for a future block star, and uh, you know a mint further down the road, which will be free because you've already invested us in us, and you're part of the community. So we're super, super, super excited to be on the NFT Gaming Podcast, um, Jacob. I love having you in all the spaces. So thank, thank you so much. Uh, for making it happen and for bringing me up today to talk about Blockstars. If you want more more information, you can go to blockstars.gg and our white paper is available. And you can read about our team, Nico, Corey, and Sherry. They're all from Zynga, super experienced and super excited to be in this uh, Web3 space. And you can subscribe to the NFT Gaming Podcast so that you can get the whole rundown when the episode releases. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, we love having you in spaces as well. Hopefully we get to do more of these NFT gaming spaces. I know this is kind of our first one um, for you know the NFT gaming podcast season one wrap up. Make sure you go uh, ahead and make get registered for all of those giveaways and the results will be posted by the individual games after this uh, after this space wraps up. Jason, we've got 15 minutes left. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of put into people's minds as they 
as a main takeaway for the NFT Gaming Podcast Season 1, NFT Gaming in general, and then I will also extend that to all of the games that were here today that have been on the podcast. Uh, We loved having each and every one of you. Yeah, no, I think uh, one of the things that I'm most um, interested in is seeing how the continued gameplay evolves um, with every kind of wave of iteration that we get around these games. And so I think one of the biggest criticisms I've heard, and, and I would agree with from a Web2 gamer, or a traditional gamer perspective, is it felt like early on there just wasn't enough fun, repeatable gameplay to get invested to the degree of being part of the community. And this is something that I've seen throughout season one and and as we start season two, is that's really shifting and changing. And we're starting to see games with um, larger teams, larger runways. I mean, one of the games uh, from season two has grown to 250 employees in 18 months since they started. So I think that there's significant investment, um, both from a community standpoint, but also as we look at uh, where capital is being deployed from investors, whether that's venture, angels, or, or otherwise, uh, to, to bet on teams that have real experience in the space, uh, as well as indie developers who have found something niche and new. Uh, so I'm just excited to see what that next iteration of games looks like and and the ones that I can get early access to. Uh, um, maybe, there's, maybe there's ways that we can do that in uh, season two of the podcast. I know. I always love uh, getting kind of an inside glimpse into some of these games and the teams. And uh, then I always walk away and I'm like, I'm going to be so broke. <laughs> this is just a this is a problem, but uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, any of our games that were on the, the space and on the show, uh, feel free to just raise your hand if there's anything you guys would like to add. I know it's talking about the investment capital and how how hard that is to raise and seeing some of the commitment. Um, that's one of the things I loved about hearing from uh, Evan and the story from BR1, bringing on you know main investors for PUBG, really bringing that credibility to the space that so many people are uh, looking for. You know, it, this this investment capital does a little bit more than just uh, give some breathing room to the founders that are working really hard. It also brings credibility to the uh, space in general that people believe in this and they want this. And it uh, helps validate some of these projects that, uh, yes, this is a really, really, really exciting thing that's happening in this space. And I, I, I just love hearing those stories from founders about the successes and the wins that they're having in the NFT gaming world. I think Evan just jumped up here uh, on the stage. What's up, Evan? What's up? I, I very much appreciate the kind words. You know, I'll, I'll say when it comes to raising capital, <clears throat> most of these groups, and I, I think this should stand you know, in, in every investment hypothesis, people invest in people, not things. And having a strong team is, is critical to the probability of success. And guys, teamwork makes the dream work. We're lucky to have one of the, the best teams I could have ever asked for. And definitely critical in the, the pursuit of capital. Yeah, I think the team can never be underestimated. And uh, that's one of my favorite things, like I just said about this podcast. I get to actually meet the team members, and there are so many quality teams 
with uh, great backgrounds and visions for what this space is going to look like. I just absolutely love hearing their stories. AdaQuest, um, I see you got your hand up there. Jump on up on stage here and uh, talk to us. Yeah, I can uh, fully agree with uh, that the team is very, very important. And uh, since we are so long or, or already so long and in the game industry and also our team members are very long uh, and have uh, some experience, it's always the same. You need uh, guys you can relate on. And uh, But from the investment side, what I saw in the last 12 months on the NFT space and regarding to NFT gaming, you know, it's uh, more about the hype. That's what, what, what I'm thinking of because a lot of projects got the real strategy and uh, doing a lot of hype. Uh, I know that Jason knows a game like Star Citizen, yeah, and uh, you see, that's uh, how, how this works. Uh, they collect a lot of funds in the last 10 years. And now they can develop their uh, great game and uh, game of, of, of dreams they want because they created hype, collected the games to hire the people in the end they really need. And that's, I think completely different approach that this was uh, typically in the last 25 years in the games industry. Uh, I know that there are already also some great indie games out there, but, you know, it's all the same if, if you see games like uh, V Rising, uh, the last month everyone was talking about in Steam. Uh, they also done this uh, the last five years that they created hype and uh, finally they got success and uh, were able to build uh, a game because of the collected funds. So I guess it's not so easy to have only a good team. You have also uh, the, the uh, issue that you need the funds to pay a good team. Yeah. You know, I prior to this, I had another video game company and I, I sold that company. I rolled those funds to kickstart our Web3 game studio with my co-founder, Bravo Ready, our, our parent company here. But with limited capital, you can always deliver a decent proof of concept, right? With your own two hands and, and you know, the, enough capital, you know, the, the time is there, you could produce something and you could build a community. And when you have momentum, um, that's what attracts that, uh, those quality people to help you in the pursuit of greatness. And so I, I, I do agree, you know, capital is required, but for those builders in the audience, you know, you can do it. You, you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't need millions of dollars. You just need time um, and money expedites time, but something to consider. I think that's exactly right, Evan. And a lot of the games in the space today uh, were actually recipients of kind of grant foundation money from different blockchains. I know Alchemon, you guys talked about in your episode, uh, kind of going through that process on with the Algorand Foundation and what that looked like. I know uh, Duo has been a recipient uh, for from Project Catalyst on Cardano. I know AdaQuest, you've been there as well. Uh, we've done a, a lot of work in the Catalyst ecosystem, which is kind of the grant foundation uh, part of Cardano. So I think that you know there are some ways, if you're interested in bi building NFT games, um, 
there are some ways to get started and kind of kickstart that process so that you can deliver an MVP and start building out some hype and getting some people into your game and, and seeing your gameplay um, and all of the exciting you know, snowball effect that comes with that. So uh, I do want to just kind of wrap this up. I know we had a couple of people that uh, joined in and wanted to request to speak, but we are running out of time. Um, so unfortunately, I'm going to wrap this up right here. And I just want to again say, um, make sure you follow StockTwits. Huge thank you to them for believing in the NFT gaming podcast, believing in the NFT movement, um, being willing to support that and help us create an awesome season one. So go follow them. Uh, follow Revelar. They're the host of this space. And uh, that is where you'll find all of the updates on season two of the NFT Gaming Podcast, all of the release information uh, for every episode that comes out. Follow all of these games, the games that were on season one and the games that are going to be on season two. Uh, we've got an awesome lineup. Let us know if there's other games that we need to know about that you're playing that you think would make for phenomenal guests and we'd love an introduction or to reach out to them, uh, see if we can get them on the show sometime in season two or season three. And check out the new website, uh, the nftgamingpodcast.com, or find the NFT Gaming Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, YouTube. I'm not going to name them all because there's like a million, but you can find them all on the website, the nftgamingpodcast.com. Uh, Jason, anything you want to say as we kind of wrap this space up and we look ahead to Season 2 of the NFT Gaming Podcast releasing next Tuesday? No, thank you everybody for being here and uh, thank you for believing in the ownership of games. Uh, we hope to have a great season two and see all of you there. <laughs>